Hey listeners and welcome to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. If this is your first time tuning into the pod, then we hope you enjoy this episode. But what is this podcast all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creatives on the Surf Coast in Australia. Why do we do it? Well, we think the coast is a melting pot of creative minds from the city, the country and the coast and we wanted to get their stories out there. Each episode is packed full of insight and a good dose of practical hints and tips from our guests. Our guest today is the founder of not one, but two awesome brands, Beef Frank Creative, a boutique branding and content agency, and homeware specialist, Frank Home. Her name, incidentally, is Eliza Frank Home. If you're into DIY experiences, then you'll love listening to Eliza's story. She's a soon-to-be mum of two kids and runs her own studio out of the Ashmore Arts Precinct in Torquay. Eliza has recently added in-person workshops to her bow as well. She now helps attendees create unique pieces for their homes. She's a modern-day creative weapon, you could say, with a foundation of skills built working in fashion photography and graphic design. We talk about pregnancy, motherhood, and the ups and downs of running your own creative business, for which there are many. Plus, we talk about Eliza's passion for art and creativity and her advice for young creatives. It's a good, honest chat, and Eliza has some real character about her, so... We hope you enjoyed today's episode, but leave us a rating on iTunes after the show. Better yet, share the episode with one friend. That would really help us out and spread the word for the podcast and the Surf Coast Creatives. Once again, I'm your host, Ben Hucker. This is episode number 45 of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. Enjoy. It's a big warm welcome to our guest today, Eliza Franco. Welcome, Eliza. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. It's great to have you on board and to hear your story today. I've also got Ben Hucker alongside me today. Hey, Jess, how's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. And, yeah, big warm welcome to our guests, Eliza Frankholm, uh, on the podcast today. It's great to chat with you, Eliza. I can't wait to hear your story. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm actually not sure where to start, given your many skills and talents, so we'll get through <laughs> those. I did a, a very long introduction for our listeners, and, yeah, you're, you're like the go-to of the modern <laughs> digital world. <laughs> no. Oh, I guess I've definitely had a very vast array of um, experiences, um, which I'm obviously very thankful for. Um, and yeah, I probably am a p- bit of a random person, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I guess it's becoming more and more common. So you're probably just leading the pack. You're probably ahead of your time. Oh, that, that's a comp- Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I maybe. I, I, I sort of don't really, I just kind of get on with it and don't really think yeah. about it too much. But um, no, thanks. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really excited to hear your story. But the uh, first segment today is called Breaking the Ice. So I'll get Jess to kick that off. Just a, a little segment to get to know you a little bit better and for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Sure. But, uh, here we go. Breaking the Ice. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Let's do cool. it. <laughs> Question number one, Jess. Uh, Eliza, where were you born? I am Surf Coast born and bred. Oh, so, wow. so lucky. <laughs> yeah, Actually, it's quite sorry. rare. We've had so many guests on the podcast really? and not many are born and bred. Really? Well, yes. Um, I was born in, well, I was born at Geelong Hospital, but I was my, my parents live in Janjuk and they still do. Same yep. property. Um, I went to Belbray Primary School, um, got a Belbray when I was only 150 students. I mean, it's not like that anymore. Um, oh. And then I went to Sacred Heart College in Geelong. So, oh, nice. yes, very much born red. I obviously live in Torquay now as well. So, yes, very, very, very lucky. Yeah. What Absolutely. A, what a cool place to grow up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Very, how, how much has Torquay changed in that time for you? 
You know, oh, it's changed man. a lot. Holy moly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anyone remembers Tucker Bag, but that was... That we were was just what... talking about Tucker Bag the other night. <laughs> just asked what Tucker Bag was. I said it's, yeah, it's, the, new, it's the old food works. Yeah, the old, well, yeah, yeah, food works and the yeah, IGA. Oh, and, yeah, IGA as bag. well, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's so it's so different. I mean, where I'm, I'm in Womba Park, um, and obviously all the whole new part of North Torquay is like completely new, and that's just crazy to think that you know that obviously used to be nothing. Um, yeah. And I remember like the end of Fisher Street was just like a paddock, and now it's like you just keep going and going and going and going. Yeah, and, um, yeah it's just crazy. It's just it's just booming i mean yeah it's just getting bigger by the minute yeah <laughs> so basically uh the, the the old caravan park must have been you know where the old caravan park used to be at the what's that hotel called now oh yes the Wyndham. um yeah so really that must funny. Have been, do you remember that yeah i used to my dad and i used to ride um our bikes um, to the caravan park and we'd get an ice cream there and then uh, if you ride down to the um it's at it's, I don't know what, I don't know what they call it but there's a park at the end of Endeavour um which actually just got recently burnt down by some oh, little yeah. yeah it was just devastating because my daughter and I and my um partner love going there it's like right around the corner of my house um so it's a really good little park but it's gone now but yeah we used to ride there and have our ice creams and yeah, obviously yeah. now the big Wyndham's there and it's, yeah, <laughs> not the little caravan park that it used to be anymore. No, it's a, well, it's basically a five-star hotel, isn't it, the Wyndham? So. Yeah. And that, yeah, it's a real shame to see that park burnt down recently. I think that happened just before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. I don't know what goes through some, I think I think it was you said sometimes you just think, why, why would you do that? But, yeah, yeah. and it was funny because um we've walked through there with her and she's like, oh, Where's the park gone? Somebody, somebody hurt the park. <laughs> yeah, that was a real shame to see that. So I hope they found whoever was responsible. They did. Yeah, they, they did. did. Oh, yeah, good. they did. Yeah, they got them. Yeah. That's oh, that's good, good to hear. But uh, question number two, I hazard a guess what your answer might be. You're being a surf coast girl, but your favourite activity to zone out? Oh, I don't know. This might surprise you, but um, I'm a I'm a pretty big cult member down at F45 Torquay. Ah. Um, I yeah um I love love my exercise um so a masochist <laughs> I I do really take the time and make sure that I include some exercise into my regime um but also apart from that I'll do a little bit of tinkering on the piano which you can probably see over there oh cool um, wow. you can see the piano in the background yeah, there yes. Um, I play very badly. Uh, it's actually when I used to have piano lessons when I was younger, the teacher would be like, I'd be playing and then she'd be like, whereabouts are you on the music? And I'd be like, mm, there? Because <laughs> yeah. I just I just would like play by ear and then she'd be like, well, that's not where you are. No, I was a, te- I was a terrible, <laughs> terrible student. Um, and I'd just, yeah, I'd take my music home and I'd just be like, oh, I'll just make my own version up sort of thing. <laughs> so I'm, I'm terrible at reading music. Um, but, yeah, so I'll have a little tinker on that. So I try and do that over night time, actually, because I really try. Last year I was really, really bad at being on my computer till late at night and I kind of learnt a bit about burnouts last year. Um, yeah. So I try and do that over night time. Um, 
But also the other thing that I obviously do to um, wind down is make soap because that's so relaxing and obviously that's a part of my brand as well and I'm just lucky that I've got a little bit that I can do with my hands that is actually a part of the business but also is really good at helping me wind down and stuff. So I just put my music on and I just, you know, get my science on. Awesome. (laughs) No, you're dead right. We wouldn't have guessed those three activities for for the life of us. (laughs) So so What did you think it would be, Dan? Going to the gym and playing the piano. That's awesome. He thought, yeah. he thought surfing. Is that what you thought? Oh, surfing and yoga, something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I am definitely terrible at yoga. I'm like, no, <laughs> yoga, yeah. yoga is not for me. I mean, it's I can definitely see the benefits and I probably am the perfect candidate for somebody who should do yoga and do yoga regularly, yeah. but um, I just can't sit still. Yeah, some can't. Long. It's not for everyone, is it? No, it's not. If you have trouble sitting still, then it can be an absolute nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Pilates. Yeah, yeah. And some of those F45 sessions can be brutal. That's why I say a masochist because they're they're tough, tough on the body. I just just love it. It's so funny you mentioned Pilates because I did try and do um, Pilates, but it's just not fast-paced enough for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to get in there, get yeah. in there, get it done, go yeah. hard, go hard or go home. <laughs> <laughs> Big boxing bag at the end or something. My friends, um, a lot of my friends sort of say to me um, that I'm nothing if not extreme. There's nothing about me that's not like, yeah, extreme. Everything's at 100% full throttle. Actually, we'll pluck that as the quote for the episode, go hard or go home. Yeah. Uh, question number three, Jess. Um, this would be a good one, actually. Yeah. Are you a full-time or part-time creative? Absolutely full-time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yep. full-time full-time creative, that is for sure. Yep. I don't think I've ever known anything else. <laughs> yeah, between your – you're kind of straddling both hemispheres, aren't you? Because we kind of asked the question, are you full-time creative or full-time entrepreneur? But Yes. You're, oh, both, yeah, you're, you're both a business owner and a freelancer creative as well, aren't you? So Yes. Yeah. So I guess it's like a creative entrepreneur business. Yeah. Of, both of them. Yeah. yeah. It's a big mouthful. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. And question number four, are you a camper or glamper? Do you know what? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of neither. <laughs> um, I've only been, this probably sounds really terrible, but I've only been camping a couple of times um, and they've been at music festivals. So I don't know if they're proper camping. Like I've not really been out in the bush and had to, you know, yeah, do the, the full-blown camping thing. Yeah. Um, not, and not because I, I just never done it. I'm too busy. <laughs> or if I'm, so it's normally like hotels or, you know, um, Airbnbs and things like that. But um, yeah. You're definitely my, my a glamper. Part. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, okay. I think it was like glamping, like you know those like glamping yeah. tents. Yeah. I've never, that would be. Oh, that would be amazing. But I've never. I've never been. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, gonna, yeah. I'm probably definitely a glamper then. <laughs> Pretty broad definition of glamper, but if you're staying in hotels and stuff, we'll say glamper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. I'm done with glamper. <laughs> you seem like the type of girl that would be more than up for camping. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not like precious or anything like that it's not I just haven't yeah. had we haven't really gone you know I'd be definitely into obviously you know going into nature and things I love but um yeah just 
haven't done it. I probably need to put on the bucket list, really, don't I? Yeah, you're going to have to add that string to your bow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, me putting, me putting up a tent would be pretty funny, actually. <laughs> well, if you're staying in a few hotels and Airbnbs and things, then question number five might be relevant, but your favourite TV series currently? Yeah, I don't I don't watch TV, which is, oh. um, yeah, no, I really don't. I mean, I might watch, you know, I'll be, oh, it sounds terrible, but I'll you know, be on my computer and there'll be something on the TV while I'm on the computer, but I don't sit and watch TV at all. Um, don't have time. Like, no, no, don't have time. And I'm not, I don't know, I'm not really a big, yeah, I just don't really, and I, I think it's maybe comes into the fact that, again, the sitting down and having to concentrate on something when I've got other yeah. things in my mind that I want to rather yeah. be <laughs> rather be doing. Um I like that. That's yeah. similar to Romy Roach from, I can't remember which episode she was, but she's a full-time yes. landscape that. photographer on the surf coast. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen some of her work, but doesn't watch TV, doesn't even own a TV, which is. Yeah, and then tell. Oh, tell them as well. I'll tell you something funny. Or I'll just move the computer and you can see the TV down there. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's in the corner. It's, 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 yeah, it's taken. Oh, we do have, we do have one up, but. Oh, um, yeah. Just for our yeah, listeners, we, it was a brand new flat screen TV just sitting in the corner by itself. <laughs> on, on the ground. <laughs> on the ground. Well, there you go. That's I like that answer. It's always good to dish at least you know TV. I'm being at least you know I'm being legit because I can just show you. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. TV's just there on the ground. Yeah. Actually, I would love to actually cut our TV completely for a month and see what happens to see how much we can get done. That might be an experiment. Mm. I'll have to finish suits first though. <laughs> uh, question number six where's the first place in Torquay you go for a coffee oh well a tough um, one yes well I guess it's it's situational between where where like where I am so I feel like if I'm training at F45 I'll go around to El Nido and get a coffee yeah. um and then if I'm down the street um I'll go to Mavis and Mavis um oh, yeah. and then that's yeah, that's a cool. Yeah, cool little joint um, on the corner. Um, yeah. I'll go there just because I like to. I, they're they're young guys and they're you know new, and I just like to support. Yeah, new. There's you know there's obviously other places that I could go to, but just like to support new local businesses. Um, so yeah, that's and then obviously if I'm in Jack going because mum and dad are still in Jack, um, I might pop into Swell, but it's just so busy in there. Oh, yeah, swell is just so there's a line up out the door every yeah. every minute of the day. It seems to be just a line up out the door. It's tough. It is, yeah, yeah. So I might just go to mum, dad's, and make, get dad to make me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> Thanks, dad. I yeah. assume mum and dad are both on the surf coast. Yes, yeah, mum, dad are both on the surf coast. So, um, yeah, they're out at property on, on property in Jack Bell's Beach. I don't know. We it's te- it's technically Jack, but it's technically Bell's Beach. I don't know. Yeah, cool. It's it's it's, a, it's it's on the border there, um, <laughs> but yeah. So they've been there forever. Um, obviously, grew up out there, which was such a beautiful spot to grow up. I grew, I grew up surfing, but um, don't really surf anymore. My partner's really, obviously, really big into it. He surfs almost every morning, or yeah. you know, just disappears for the half of the weekend. <laughs> well, I imagine last weekend he was away. We had just for our listeners, we had massive swell. Oh. Yeah, on the surf coast at the weekend, waves were just ridiculous, like scary big. Yeah, very scary big. Yeah, so cool to watch was, though. Yeah, from, from cool to watch from the cliff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> far far away, up high on the cliff. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, question number seven, Jess. Um, were you busy during COVID or were you flat? I was very busy. So I started a new business because yeah. why not? Why, why, why not? <laughs> um, hmm. So, yeah, obviously I got my homewares label, Frank Home, and then I started the branding agency, Be Frank. Um, another pun on my last name. <laughs> Everyone's like, it's getting yeah. old now. <laughs> um, Frank obviously being with a C. Um, Actually, just and- said before we're interviewing Eliza Frank, I said it's Frank Ohm. Frank Ohm. <laughs> it's not Frank. Like it can't be Eliza Frank. But, yeah, it is, an, yeah. It is a nice play on your, on your last name. Yes, the Frank Enterprise is always a joke. Um, but, yeah, so I started, so I just basically, um, I had a lot of other friends who was wanting to start businesses in COVID, which I guess is probably a really weird time for people to, you know, want to start a business. But I think what happened was is everyone was at home um, and they had the time that, you know, either they weren't working as much or they, you know, I guess had some, I guess, epiphanies about, you know, life and what they wanted to do. And I think COVID, you know, brought out some awful things, but I think there was also some positives as well. So, Mm. yeah, I had a lot of people coming to me and asking me, oh, I want to start this business. Um, You know, can you help me build my website or can you help me do my branding? Or um, I thought maybe, maybe there's something, (laughs) maybe I should actually do this because, I know all these amazing creatives that I've worked with throughout my career and anything that I can't do, I know somebody who can. And if I can't do a part of, you know, if, there's, if there's somebody's come to me and, you know, they're, they're after a design style that's not necessarily my style or what I'm good at, I know somebody who would do it, who, who would be good at it and I'd prefer to pass, you know, the work on to them. So that's when I thought I'll start an agency where, you know, I'd it be a collection and a, um, a curative, a creative, a curated creative collection of oh. people. <laughs> you <laughs> um, got that out. Yeah, I did I did get that out? Um, of people that, yeah, that I can kind of you know lean on and um, that can help me help others build their own brands. So that was when I started that, and that's now been sort of going off. So yeah, I can't yeah. really take on any more work with that. So there, yeah, that was definitely. So definitely busy during COVID, um, yeah. which I'm thankful for. Um, it was tricky at home. I didn't have Zahara in daycare for the first lockdown. Um, I took her out, um, which was tricky at home. She's she's four. She'll be four next week. So she was, you know, around about three, which was pretty hectic. Yeah. <laughs> and she's 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 not the most chilled out child. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty turbo being at home, but yeah, just you just, just make it work, really. It's gonna get What's your daughter's <laughs> name? Did you say Zahara? Yeah, Zahara, like the desert, but with a Z. Yeah, that's cool. Zahara. I love that name. Yeah. 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 We are, we're expecting in October. October, yeah. so we might put that on our list. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, pretty list. Well, I am also expecting in August. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Is it public knowledge? Yeah. Uh, yes, well, it's actually really funny because, uh, yes, public knowledge, I um, haven't done an announcement or anything on Instagram or Facebook. I only sort of like my close family know. Um, I just haven't had the chance to do like a pregnancy <laughs> announcement. And I just, and also, I feel like being a creative, there's like pressure that I should come up with some creative yeah. content to, <laughs> to announce it. And I just haven't had the time to think about that. So, 
I mean, the main people who are in our lives know. And then it's kind of nice if I see people down the street and they're like, like, oh, my God, you're pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a nice little surprise. It's kind of nice to keep some information to yourself. You know, I mean, having businesses online, you're so used to, you know, sharing everything. So it's nice to kind of keep something to yourself. Maybe I'll do like a Kylie Jenner thing and not share until the end. Yeah. Like, Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Too late now. It's on the Surf Coast yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's going viral. Yeah. <laughs> Eliza Franco, I'm expecting in yeah. which month? August. Yeah. August. So oh, you're just you before. Heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here. Well, there you go. That's so exciting. Well, congratulations, yeah. first of all. Congratulations, so. And congratulations to you guys too. Is this your first child? Yeah, yeah. first yeah. one. Woohoo. Yeah. And do you know what you're having? No. No, we're surprise. keeping a mystery. Yeah, yep. we're keeping this one a mystery surprise box. too. Yeah. yeah. Fun. So have, have, you, have, you got a, have you got a feeling though? Because I feel like I've had a feeling with both of them. I'm thinking boy. boy? I'm feeling boy. I feeling boy. Uh, no, I keep going back between the two. So yeah, I keep looking at pictures of what, you know how you can check, like, what if you're hanging low, they say it's a Oh, uh, yes, yes. Then yes. at night time I feel so bloated and full. I'm like, I think it's a girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, towards the end. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I don't look too pregnant today. Like, I look pregnant, yeah. but I don't look like six months pregnant. And yeah. then by the end of the day, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's definitely six months yeah. pregnant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks for participating there in our icebreaker segment, Eliza. We found out a lot there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found out some... Pretty private and personal stuff, which is great to see. <laughs> great yeah, to hear. No, no, no filter here. No, thanks for being so open. But uh, take us back a little bit. How did your life as a creative begin? So I know you spent a bit of time working at Cotton On and the rest, but take us back to high school. And did you have any formal studies in arts, creativity, business, or anything like that? Or you've just got to have worked it out for yourself? No, I got a couple of qualifications. So um, my, I guess my love for photography um, started definitely in high school. Um, so that was numero uno. For numero uno, yeah, numero uno. I mean, I guess if you want to go right back, my um, and talk, talk right about creative things, I guess um, I did a lot of music um, when I was younger um, and was a classically trained singer. Um, wow. I did that for... Oh yeah, I think I was till about I was till I was about sixteen, and then I decided that um, opera singing and classical singing wasn't cool, so I wanted to be in the hip hop crew instead. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, Run so then, yeah, literally. So then I joined um, a hip hop crew, and I um, competed for eight oh, wow. years. Oh, cool. Um, we I was in a crew called Urban Chaos. Um, and we were an all-girl crew. We won three national titles and went to Worlds once. Wow. Um, oh we, actually, we actually qualified for Worlds twice, but we didn't go. Um, the one we didn't go to was in Serbia. And, we just, yeah, we, we didn't go. Um, so, yes, that was, I guess, that was the, was the very um, bones of my career, side of my creative career. And then I, um, I yeah, so in high school, I so I loved photography and I was I was a terrible student like I really hated school um and photography was probably the only subject that I really tried in um and saw something in um and then when I left high school um I actually went and worked for Rip Curl after we worked in Rip Curl Curl head office um and then went to Target 
and I worked in the Target head office. And then I decided that I wanted to do something with the photography. So I went to um, the Photography Studies College in Melbourne and studied commercial photography. And from there, I went on to be a fashion photographer. And I was still working at Target and freelancing and um, had held a photography role at Target. Um, and then as I was doing the photography, um, I decided that what I really enjoyed about photography was the setting up of, you know, the scenes and coming up with the concepts and oh, yeah. more of the art directing side. So, and I also, you know, was doing a little bit of like very badly amateur graphic design <laughs> and um, I decided, oh, maybe I should actually learn how to do this properly. So then I decided to combine the two and went to RMIT University and got a degree in graphic design. And from there, yeah, I was working at Cotton On, um, did a bit of Country Road Group um, and was freelancing as well. And then when I had my daughter, that was when I decided basically to take it full time. So, yeah, that was kind of, that's kind of the creative. Um, yeah, that's quite a journey. Yeah, it's, I actually feel like I've lived 10 lives. <laughs> when I look back, I'm like, wow, like all the different jobs and people I've met and yeah. experience I've had, I'm like, wow, I just, yeah, it's actually quite mind-blowing. I just can't believe that the different things that, yeah, that yeah, I've been you can so see far. pretty clearly that you live your motto of going hard or go home. Definitely. Like your, your, atti- your attitude towards the gym applies in life as well. By the yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I definitely, um, yeah, I like to kind of give everything a shot. Um, you know, you've got to, you've, you've got to be all in or not at all, basically, um, because you just don't know what's going to come out of each experience or, and even if things go wrong, I mean, I know it's super cliche, but I say it all the time. I just feel like there's always something to be learned out of a failure or always something to be learned out of an experience, even if it was a really bad one. Um, there's always, it's always some kind of, you know, adding some kind of string to your bow, I guess. Because, yeah, there's been things I'm like, oh, that was a really shitty time. But I look back now and I'm like, oh, well, that actually gave me the skills for this. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we talk about that. that a lot on the podcast, just taking action and having resilience, being grateful for what you do have. And it does sound all a little bit cliche, but mm. the power of taking action, no matter what, you're going to upset a few people along the way, but so be it. As long as you're adding value to the majority of people's lives, then you're doing the right thing. Yeah, that's definitely right. Um, yeah, I'm very, very grateful for the experiences I've had and the people that I've met, because obviously I don't, I do not say by any means that I've got to where I am without people that have even been able to help me along the way. Um, yeah, I've definitely been able to meet some great other creatives that have been able to support, you know, me in different ways and also, you know, my friends and family as well um, yeah. have definitely supported me. So that's, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, it's very cool. And one thing we, we love to talk about on the podcast is that transition, I guess, from hobbyist and, you know, moonlighting to, to full-time professional. So you said you had a, you had, you said you had Zahara there and was that the trigger for going full-time? Was that like, oh shit, I need to get serious type thing? Yeah. Or? Yeah. So I, um, so I was at um, Cotton On, I was a senior designer at um, the Cotton On head office and um, I went on maternity leave. And I had Zahara and I think I, I say this and I think as people would probably think I'm crazy, but 
I think actually having a child for me, for somebody who's always so busy and go, 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 um, she really helped me kind of slow down. And I was very lucky. She, um, Zahara was a great sleeper. So fingers crossed I, you know, hit the jackpot second time around. I don't know. I don't know how, <laughs> how lucky, how lucky I will be to hit, hit it again, but um, she was an amazing sleeper. So she was, I, 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 I feel anybody who's listening who's got bad sleepers will be like, oh, really yeah. hating you. Yeah. You hate me, but she. They all just tuned out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, please tune back in. Um, no, they, she slept through the night from about five weeks old um, oh, and wow. was sleeping. I mean, she definitely had rough batches and all that sort of thing, but like all kids. But um, yeah, she was a pretty good sleeper and, would, and had really good day naps. So I found that I had all this spare time on my hands and that was when I actually started making soap um and I was already doing I'd already done like the the artwork that I do um which is all digitally digitally done so I do that all on the computer um and I was like oh I should try and make soap because my partner and I love going down to like the local cowrie market um when that's every Sunday oh sorry every Sunday once a month when that's on and getting some soap down there and I was like oh, maybe I should try and make it and maybe I should try and make it like my artwork and the kind of idea came from that and I was just experimenting in the kitchen and when Zahara would go to sleep and I was actually going through my phone the other day and I was going through photos of looking at back when she was, you know, six weeks old and there's a photo as a photo of her and me with a soap in her bassin. So, yeah, it was so, it started very, very early and I just decided that um, I guess when I was working um, in that corporate environment, I sort of, when I was, when I was out of it and I was really, you know, when I was in it, I was really, um, you know, career driven and I wanted to, you know, drive my career in that corporate environment when I was there. But then when I got out, I was like, I actually think that I could probably do this on my own. Maybe I should start something um, on my own. I've got all the skills. I mean, not all of them, but I, you know, I've got most of the skills that I need to, to get something going. So that was when I thought, well, maybe I could start my own brand and I've, you know, got all these ideas and it just kind of came, went from there. And I just, yeah, one thing led to another. And I mean, I, you know, I did, I made these kitchen towels, which was a, which was a great idea, but also pretty risky because I have no experience in product manufacturing. Um, and yeah, that was, that's a, that's a whole nother story with the failure of that. But um, so, yeah, so I just kind of went from there and I just went, you know what, um, I think if any time is, is now to give it a shot and yeah, it just kind of blew up from there. I did go back to Cotton On for six months after I think I had two years maternity leave. Okay. Um, at, at, at one year they're like, do you want to come back? And I was like, no, <laughs> I might have another year if that's okay. And they're like, okay, you can have another year. So that, they were great. Like, you know, awesome. And yeah. then, yeah, I went back. I went back, actually went back as a creative specialist um, for six months and then just went, no, nah, this is not working. I, I, I was trying to still, still trying to do the same amount of work um, as I was doing on the business full time, plus working four days a week. And just my life was just, it was crazy. It was so hectic, you know. Yeah. Dropping Zahara really early at daycare and picking her up really late and then working to ridiculous amounts at night and then, you know, going to work. And, you know, it was a pretty um, highly stressful kind of area in um you know it's very like what's the word 
there was just like high intensity in yeah. that role. Yeah. So I'm like, I was like, sort of getting to that point. Yeah. Yep. So I just went, yeah, now I've got to make a decision here. And that was, yeah, the best decision I've made. And now I'm here and got two businesses and I, yeah, I'm so glad that I, I'm glad I went back to, because I think it really solidified that, no, I'm doing, I'm doing definitely doing the right thing by doing this by myself and I can have my, have my creative job and and feed that creative goddess. But yeah, so maternity leave with cotton on, I guess that was pivotal to, you know, having a bit of stability and security coming in, in addition to being able to pursue some of your, your creative interests. Yeah, definitely. And that was, that was, a, that was a part of the driver of going back to just to kind of, you know, yeah. be able to have that free financial reign to, you know, not have that extra stress, but it ended yep. up adding too much stress in another way, just time, just being super time poor. Your mindset was kind of, I got this, I can do it. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've, at, at some point you've got to throw yourself all in you've, and you've got to back yourself. Um, I think if you if you don't believe in yourself, then you you set yourself up to fail, you know. Um, so, you know, I did, I did, I did think that, I could do it. Um, and I knew it was going to be hard and quite it's still hard. No, I think nobody with a business will tell you that it's easy. I don't think anybody ever tells you that. And it's a constant up and down too. There's never, you know, you're never on this like even playing sort of, it's just, you know, um, one time you, you know, you'll have something really bad going like a, the kitchen tower disaster that I had, like that was drastic and it's, it's, it's still playing a huge impact on my business. Um, but then you have a really hot, a really big high. Like I had the collaboration with ABI Interiors, and it just all kind of balances out. But like I said, like I said before, to each experience, you learn something, and um, yeah. you know know how to do things different, or or even if it's not do something different, being able to share that experience with someone else to, you know, say don't do this because like at the moment I'm helping a um, homewares label from Byron um, start their brand and building their website and all that oh, and. Cool. In, in that um, in that process, you know, um, the designer's like, oh, what do you think about this? Or did, and I'm like, don't do that. Shipping's terrible. Or you know, um, you know, there's always ways to kind of communicate and share ideas, even if it's not for yourself. Yeah, yeah. we can definitely relate to that. Having uh, started, or by the time this podcast goes to air, we will have hosted our first, very first mini masterclass. So. Yeah. hosting our mini masterclass with a fine art ocean photographer by the name of Tal Lemons. And we launched it and got mm. all excited about it. And it's been an idea we've had festering for ages and we didn't sell a ticket the first three weeks and we were down in the dumps, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> we made every mistake in the book in terms of scheduling and all the rest and pricing and eventually got it right, but we sold out all the tickets. So Yay! Well done, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, but it just Damn, so I can't have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things just don't happen, do they? And you've got to learn from your mistakes, and you got to can't, you got to take that attitude, don't you? Like, there's no perfection. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I started the business with ten thousand dollars. That was all I had, and um, it's funny if I had have had that time again, I would have spent that ten thousand dollars so differently. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, just the things I'm like, I probably didn't need that. Like, just just <laughs> things that you just learn that. Yeah, I think just like I had these like these I made these envelope things for because I I I, I wanted the brand to be so high end, um, and I made these little um when they they were like authenticity cards and these 
beautiful pockets. They were brown and, you know, gold foil on them. But, like, that just wasn't necessary for a brand starting out. And I think, too, if I had gone back, I would have just kept it to two products, the products that that was probably my biggest mistake. I I went from two products to, oh, I think it was almost 10 products. And the other products, I started a one of one and a one of three collection. And it probably wasn't the right time for me to start those collections. I think... I think coming from uh, working for brands that were, you know, all about mass production and, you know, creating a lot, I think I've, I've, I found myself a bit frustrated with the whole, you know, people being copied in, you know, Kmart or I just was like, I want to create a collection where nobody can copy something. So like one mm-hmm. of one, if they copy it, like it's going to be dead obvious that they copy it. Um, and then also, yeah, I just want to, you know, there was also that sustainability aspect and, it was also I was looking for we just bought the house in Torquay and I was um, shopping for things to style my own home with and I felt like the more I shopped the more there was of everything of the same and I was like I don't want any of this I don't want something that somebody else has got I want something that is my own and I think that's what started that's what that's what inspired the one of one and one of three collection um but it probably wasn't the right time in the business to launch something like that because I needed that cash flow and, um, uh, yeah. you know, that those those products took a lot of time to produce and refine. And then, you know, with not a lot of margin, you know, you're not making a lot of money to you know, put back into a business that's just started. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I do it that some, J curve scenario, don't you? Like, like you yes. burn a lot of cash at the start and then you're just yep. playing catch up for the rest of time. Yes. And if you, if you can't catch up, then you go broke. So. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I do things completely different, but, I mean, at the same time, like, yeah, it's all just learning and you, you, you find a way. You find a way to kind of turn it around and um, yeah. make it work. And that's, that's just that's a, part of the, that's a part of being an entrepreneur. You've just got to be a problem solver, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a good way to put it, actually. Problem yeah. solvers, ultimately, entrepreneurs. That's why they... Yeah become entrepreneurs in the first place but um sound like a really busy lady eliza <laughs> yeah do you have any yeah. or jess maybe you asked this question about this is where we get a bit techy on the podcast but we've got a question about software and apps oh uh, my favorite oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> uh do you have any favorite software tools or apps <clears throat> to stay on track and keep your day running nice and smooth do I ever? So um, <laughs> there's a, actually a bit of a joke between my friends and family because they think that I get kickbacks from this company, but I absolutely do not. Um, <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> um, so my number one app is called The Todoist. Oh, yes. We've used this one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's like, you know, people say, oh, if I lost my phone, I'd be lost. Well, I'd be lost if I lost my phone because my to-do list is on there. I, it's the first thing I look at in the morning. I have, um, oh, I think I counted them the other day. I think I have 30 projects with different things in there, with different lists. I have a shared. Now, this is a really good tip, actually, if anyone out there who, like, with their partner or their husband, like, oh, did you remember to get the toilet paper from the shopping? So we have a shared yes. list that's called shopping list. <laughs> Um, because this is the thing I've got obviously got so much in my brain at once that yeah. I've even got like a, a list for Kmart. I've got a list for Officeworks so that when I'm in there I go, Oh God, what did I need from Officeworks? I'll go in there and I'll be like, Oh, that's right. I needed 
you know, post-it notes or so that then, yeah, I just put all those things in the list. So then when I think about it, I just go straight there. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Yeah. So obviously we've got the shared shopping list. So it just, you know, we both kind of create it. It's so good. I'm just obsessed and I tell everyone about it. And, but yeah, I, I schedule my week in there with everything I've got to do. And if you're like me and you like ticking or highlighting it, like <laughs> you, you press the button and it, then it disappears. And then at the end of the week, it gives you a report Everything. on how good you've been with your tasks. <laughs> oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. And you get you get awards. <laughs> so Yeah, um, piano playing time, six and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> that was not on the Todoist. Actually, does um, Todoist does it time your tasks as well? Do you have to I know there's a few apps that time your tasks, like keeps oh, track of actually, time. And it comes up with a big report at the end of like how much time you spent. Maybe to do this is just the list. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a list more like a tick and flick, and you can set like dates and times and reminders, and it's yeah. It just shows you the one thousand and one things that you've done during the week. Yeah, but it's so satisfying when you tick them all (laughs) off, and then you can go check and be like, okay, how productive was I this week? And then yeah, that's what I mean. Like rather than getting to Friday and going, oh my god, where did the week go? You can look at it and go, wow, that's everything I did. Yeah, especially if you're like, oh, my God, I've been so unproductive this week, and then you go back and go, oh, no, actually it wasn't too bad. Um, but the other thing that I use um, on my laptop, and a, you, there's obviously a night mode on night shift mode on your phone, but Flux, which is um, an app for your laptop that you turn on and basically makes your screen go orange at certain times wow, in the day. that's what I need. What's it called? Yeah. Flux. Flux, F-L-U-X. Um, and yeah, you set, you can set it for certain times or you can set it to like turn on after, um, sunset and well, sunset, sunrise, sunset, whatever. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's good because it just like trains your brain to obviously wind down. Cause yeah, like, like last year I was on the computer to ridiculous amounts of time into the That's early I, yeah, morning. We, we've been and, hammering yeah, the, hammering social media for the mini masterclass and mm. Had a couple of late nights on the laptop chatting to people on Messenger and other things and then going to bed and just being completely wired because of all the blue light. So that oh, sounds it's, perfect. Yeah, it's honestly the best. I yeah, recommend that to anyone. And then for workflow and that sort of thing, I use Trello, which is I'm sure. Another good people, one. Another good one, yeah. Um, there's a couple of other sort of other similar ones out there, but I really like Trello. Again, it's like, yeah. you know, you can move. I'm really into, can you tell me into highlighting and ticking and clicking things? Um, but then I also, I'm a bit old school too. So I still, I like that sort of digital um, thing, but I don't know, I've still got, I've got a whiteboard right here. You can see. Um, oh, yeah, cool. And then I also have, um, you know, I still have no, I like to tac- like tactically write things down. Um, so I like a couple of things where I can, yeah, visually to see um, and then also hide my, <laughs> hide my schedule if I need to as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're, they're my three definite main things, um, that definitely I keep like me on that. track for sure. That's very cool. So mm. just for our listeners to do us flux and Trello, yes. so maybe try those if you're struggling with productivity or trying to keep track of your schedule. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Eliza, we're getting up towards an hour. We'll start getting into some of our more open-ended questions, mm-hmm. I guess, but obviously, it sounds like an idyllic lifestyle and, you know, being a businesswoman and freelancer and creative and all the rest, but it doesn't come without challenges. What's been your, one of your biggest challenges to date? Um, I think for me is finding a balance um, yeah. and I've really tried to work on that in the last six months. Um, 
because, you know, as as much as I can, you know, say, oh, I can do it all, um, I think it's probably not healthy sometimes to do it all. Mm. Um, you know, and I, you know, that's why I've really made sure that my fitness is, is also a big um, priority. Um, and, you know, also spending time with my family and, um, you know, having that, you know, really being really present too with Zahara, I think it can be very easy to, you know, get caught up in, you know, trying to do everything and, and forgetting about the day-to-day life and, you know, things that are also important to, you, with you, you know, catch up with friends and family. So I just recently have just, I now try not to go onto the computer after 7.30 at night. I used to kind of do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I've really definitely in the last six months been trying to find that balance um, because I, it's it's a struggle because I want to do everything because I'm so passionate about you know for me it's it's you know I'm sure most creatives will t- will say the same thing that it's not work because you you love it so much but you know um, you you do definitely need to have a balance yeah. um, so that's probably definitely been we're trying to balance the two businesses trying to find and also scheduling my week to going okay well you know Mondays and Tuesdays you know I work on Frank Home and then Wednesdays and Thursdays I work on Be Frank um, and then you know scheduling a little bit of time you know you've still got to reply to emails and you can't just completely ghost any clients when you're on a Friday or yeah. um, <laughs> I don't mind you ghosty on a Friday <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't do it especially sorry guys get back to Monday yeah um as well as looking good trying to, <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to allocate more time and try and stick to those time frames um yeah. but with that some sort of more beef i guess the two businesses but with frank home the biggest um challenge has probably been working with overseas suppliers um yeah which which i now am not going to be doing i'm going to be focusing on australian made which is what i've wanted to do always mm-hmm. um and I'm now working with a agent in Brisbane to help me, who's basically kind of like my middleman. Because like I said before, I'm not in product production. I've never worked in product sourcing. And, you know, because I was completely flying blind, you know, I made some mistakes there. So now I've got somebody to help me with that. So they were probably my biggest challenges that I've been able to kind of, yeah, figure yeah, out. That's a totally different ballgame, production and the rest. I imagine that's an absolute nightmare. But as you say, you're finding a way and balance. That comes up a lot on the podcast, especially for creatives who <laughs> I, I think find it hard to let go sometimes. And that's oh, why we talk about yep. zone, out, zone out activities. And when we say zone out, we mean like completely forget about what you're doing And because we find a lot of creatives and artists are just wide 24-7. Mm, it, yeah, definitely. We just, we're always thinking and I think that's the other thing too is I think the other thing is because creators always have, we always have ideas. I think sometimes, yeah. and even me personally, I've got to be like, is that a good idea that I need to pursue or is that just a good idea I need to, well, that's a good idea and just put that aside because you can't pursue everything and not everything's yeah. going to work. And I think that's, yeah, another thing too that you've got to go, oh, that's a good idea, but not for today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not very for true. this year, not for this century. <laughs> leave that Leave that for someone else to figure out. <laughs> Do you um do you plan to take time off when you have your second baby? Um, you have to keep working through. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of my um girlfriends was like, "Now you realize when you have this other baby, you're gonna have to slow down." <laughs> and I'm like, 
no, I'll just make it work. But no, no, I am going to um, – I've obviously got the workshops and I want to be able to do those. And they're good. They're, they're, they're only go for two and a half hours. <laughs> so, um, you know, I want to be able to still do those. And, you know, that would be a nice little time out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I will – I will. I am going to try and go, all right, well, four weeks from the due date. I won't take on any more projects. I'll just um, do the sidebar workshops and that'll be it, which will be easier to kind of incorporate and just sort of fit in. How, depending on how baby sleeps and just I think just yeah. gotta, gotta be able to wait and see I will yeah I will yeah. try and stop four weeks before due date because you know I probably need to you know organize that nursery that babies sleep in I think <laughs> organize that probably need to get it probably need to get the baby a bed <laughs> and all depending if it's a sleeping baby again or a non-sleeping baby so yeah hopefully... well what I'll I'll, t- I'll check back and let you know <laughs> yeah I might be that frazzled person walking down the street being like ah yeah we'll check back in in six months and see how you're going but Yes. Uh, final question, Eliza. Who inspires you in this world and why? So I always, I always struggle with this, with this sort of question because I don't really get inspired by anybody in particular. I feel like I get more inspired by experiences and places. I always find like if I go on holiday, like we go up to Byron Bay a lot. We've got family up there um, and I it's something about getting out of my normal sort of surroundings that I find that I get. And I think also too getting away from my laptop <laughs> um, <laughs> that I get yeah, kind of open my mind and I just, yeah, get, I, I, I get inspiration from just kind of winding down and not thinking and just, yeah. yeah, being in different places. And I, and I do, I do love to shop. <laughs> so I find like just walking around the shops, I just will see textures and colours together and be like, oh, yeah, and then that will spark an idea. Um, yeah, more than actual people, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. No so, one's actually said yeah. that before, have they? Yeah. Like surroundings rather than people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. And, I'm, I mean, where my studio is out at Ashmore, I mean, I mean, it's pretty hard not to get creative out there. It's so beautiful. Yeah. With, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I actually had had some sketching and things to do for a client. So I just literally, it was a really nice day and I was like, I don't want to sit inside. So I just got my picnic rug and had some cut up fruit and just had my um, big like A3 notebook. And just, I was like, this is living. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is, you know, it was great. You know, I was getting some vitamin D. <laughs> it seems like such a good community out there at Ashmore. Yeah. Oh, like we are so lucky. Uh, Brittany March, who else we've interviewed out there? Dave Graham, Rowena and Jeffrey as well just recently. So it seems like such a cool community. I know you guys do morning tea and stuff. I I, I know like there's so many people out there, but I've also not met a lot of people out there because I think we're all so busy um, that, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, we see people driving and all that sort of thing, but um. Yeah, it's just we're all so busy, so we'll, we'll heads down and bum up. But it is a really good community. Like for example, um, Nick Lindsay, who's out there, who's a concrete um, artisan. Um, he, you know, I was doing this photo shoot, and I wanted, I was like, I needed a pink um, background for like a, a styled sort of photo shoot, and I just ran over there. I'm like, oh, do you do that? if you don't happen to have a piece of pink concrete lying around, because he makes you know coloured concrete um, bowls and basins and things. And he was like, oh, no, but I'll just whip you up one. And I was like, thanks. Like, like, you know, just he did a nice thin little bit and it was great. And he's like, oh, as long as I can use the content. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So, you know, just things like that, it's great for – and everyone's happy to give everyone a hand. And, yeah, it's a really good community out there for sure. Yeah, we've interviewed – it sounds like we've interviewed half the guests out there. 
button now. So we've been out there a couple yeah. of times and I understand the internet's a bit sketchy too. So it sounds like a good place to go <laughs> and get stuff done. Like, Yeah, definitely. Physical yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the arts trail happens this year and we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'd yeah. love to see that back this year. That That's happening usually pretty soon, isn't it? Well, yeah, so it's it's meant to be on the 7th or 8th of August, so let's hope I don't oh, go labour. Let's hope I don't go into labour at the art trail <laughs> because that would definitely be an art spectacular that nobody, <laughs> nobody was. There's an exhibition you will not forget. So. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, it's been awesome chatting with you, Eliza, getting conscious every time, but uh, where, can mm. we keep, where can we go to keep following your story and tell us about your workshops too? Oh, yes. So, um, yes, you can follow me at for the homewares label Frank Home, um, Frank Home underscore at the end, um, on Instagram, and then B Frank is bfrank.creative. Um, and, yes, the workshop. So I, with my homewares label, I create these artisan sud bars and I've just started workshops where people can come and create their own sud bars um, so they make six, we drink champagne, we have a little sweet treat and it goes for two and a half hours and it's really, really great. It's super relaxing. There's, you know, it's not, it's not a learn to soap class. It's more of a creative workshop. So, you know, none of my, um, trade secrets are, are told, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, you get to make six bars and you can take them away. Um, cool. and I would like to offer a special little, oh, um, here we go. yes. Um, so if you'd like to make a booking at uh, one of the sub bar workshops, jump online at um, frankhome.com.au and all the details are there. Um, I am running them every weekend in May and yep. possibly trying to run them as much as I can until July, until, until, my, until my belly won't let me move around the studio <laughs> much more. Much more. Um, but if you want $50 off um, oh, your booking, wow. Wow. Um, so you just use the code um, SC Creative, so Surf Coast Creative. So there's just a one-time code. So whoever gets to use it first, lucky mm-hmm. you. Um, nice. So, yes, S- so Surf Coast Creative, so SC Creatives, all in caps. Um, $50 Yes, so you can use that at checkout. Um, and, yeah, it's, oh, just a awesome. really, it's a really, really fun workshop. Um, it was all if – you, if you jump onto my Instagram and go through the um, – highlight bubble you'll be able to see everyone getting creative and yeah it's just a really relaxing you know good something to do for yourself and time out plus you get to make six soaps which you can either be selfish and keep them all to yourself or you can give them to your friends <laughs> plus <laughs> the champagne too yes yes from oat dean which is an amazing Ooh. local oh, nice. winery the bubbles are delicious i'm deadly jealous every time i have to pour one and can't have a sip but um <laughs> Yes, I will be drinking lots of bubbles until the baby comes out. Um, I can see yeah. all the mums have just dropped out of um, listening to the podcast and they're straight on the internet. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really fun and I really enjoy taking it. Actually, I might even send you along, Jess. I'd love to go. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's really good. get to pick your own fragrances. We've got like 25 different fragrances and there's a whole wall of colours. You can, it's, yeah, it's real fun. Oh, wow. That's very it's cool honeycomb. and very, very generous as well. So thanks, Eliza. No worries. And thank you My very much pleasure. for sharing sharing your story today. It's been awesome. We've packed a lot in there and you've had a, a big a big career to date and so many activities and so much going on day to day. So really appreciate your time this morning and wish you all the best for the rest of 2021. Can't wait to see where you're at in a few months. Oh, thank you. The workshops pan out and all the best with the pregnancy as well. 
Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on and good luck to you too, Jess. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't wait. You yeah. guys might be side by side in hospital. I hope not. I've got an extra early. few months. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, where can we go, Just uh, Where can our listeners go to keep following the Surf Coast Creatives? Uh, you can head to the website, surfcoastcreatives.com or over on Facebook, Surf Coast Creatives, all one word. And we're also on Instagram, it's at Surf Coast Creatives. Um, you'll find today's interview with Eliza and a lot of different interviews there as well, as well as upcoming workshops or mini masterclasses. Yeah, lots more mini masters, masterclasses to come. We'll have done our first mini masterclass by the time this goes to air. So thank you very much, Tal Lemons, and everyone who attended our class. Yeah, lots more to come on different subjects like design, illustration, photography, uh, business, social media, marketing. Eliza, we may have to get you in for a workshop and yeah. in for a mini masterclass perhaps. Later yeah, in the year. definitely. Love, to, be, love cool. to be on board. Yeah, for sure. We'll watch this space on that one. But um, otherwise, thanks for your time today, Eliza. And thank you very much for chatting with us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.